You're listening to the Influencer Marketing Show, presented by the Outloud Group, the podcast that discusses all things influencer. Now to your hosts, Joel and Brad. Hello from Detroit. I'm Brad. I'm Joel. And today we are here to look into the future, <laughs> right? Um, but no, I mean, influencer marketing is a relatively new marketing channel. I mean, we've been around for a dozen years and we're like the dinosaurs in the, in the space. So, I mean, this is a really high level question, but I mean, where does influencer go in the future? Yeah, well, that's, it's a good question. So, um, here, I had a couple of thoughts on that. Where yeah. influencer is going to go. One, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. I don't know. However, you know, here, here, here's what I do know. Is that at the end of the day, and this is this is our operating thesis. This is our raison d'être. This is how we've kind of structured our company. Is that we know at the end of the day, a person with credibility making a recommendation to a, another interested party is gold. We want that. We want to facilitate that. We want to figure out where we can find that. We want to scour the globe to to get that. And in so far as technology provides some venue or model to facilitate that there's going to be influencer marketing. Um, now, what degree is it baked into the content versus what degree is it more programmatic? Right. What is, you know, what's UGC and what is, um, you know, paid, whitelisted, whatever it is. Um, there, there is always going to be variability in the methodology, but the end goal is not going to change. This is why we're platform agnostic. When we started, MySpace was still a thing. Just to put this in yeah. context, Vine has um, came, yeah. and, came and went. Vine came TikTok and went. Has, uh, TikTok has came and arrived, and uh, Clubhouse has came and, well, we won't comment on what's happening with, with Clubhouse. But there's, there's a lot of uh, Johnny Come Lately platforms, but right. some of them become fixtures and they become like, Oh man, this would have been so good if I could have remembered a really good Johnny athlete. Johnny Jack. We'll just go Johnny with Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel. No, he's the we don't want to. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, there's there's so much variability. Um, but I love what you said is that at the end of the day, we know that people really care about trusted voices who have a recommendation for them. And that's why influencer yeah. works. Yeah. Uh, do, do you do you have a, a horse in the race in terms of what platforms you see being most relevant over the course of the next four years? No, it's it, it's it, they're they're different use cases and they have to be understood. And I would yep. say it's it's a a pastime of you know business writers to be like which platform is going to take over which, and it's and it's so stupid. Twitter's still a thing. Twitter's still really relevant. Um, YouTube didn't replace Twitter, nor was it going to, um, and TikTok's not going to replace YouTube, and Facebook's still a thing. Like it, it's, right. They're all totally different use cases. They need to be understood as their own countries, and you don't go to England to see the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> okay, well, the same thing applies with marketing channels. That was a brilliant, brilliant metaphor, by the way, just in case it needs to be said. So, yeah, influencer, look, it's going to continue to thrive. There are secular trade winds at our back. What are those? Uh, cord cutting, changes in media habits, um, people consuming more and more digital content that prevent dollars flowing through the traditional ways 
Print is obviously, you know, like, I mean, all of these trends, these lockers. are, are multi-decadal trends. They're not going to change anytime soon. People hate to be sold to. Yeah, yeah. So we've got, we've got a lot. Now, here's what, here's what get interesting is what is going to cause influencer to wane, fail, recede into the background, be noise. What, what could happen with an influencer that could really damage the efficacy of it? Well, I think it all comes down to the A word, which is used so often, and that's authenticity. But it really does matter when it comes to influencers. So if, if an influencer stops advocating for only products that they care about, then influencers are screwed. Like the moment a creator starts advocating for someone because they're just giving them dollars, People are smart at the end of the day. Like they know when they're being sold a, a bill of goods. And if an influencer doesn't really believe in a product, but they're still advocating for it like they do, influencer first, that creator is going to be really challenged to be able to advocate for other products. But then secondly, it's like it just starts to chisel away a piece of rock at a time to the credibility of influencer as, as, a, whole. as a whole. And you can envision a world, you know, 20 years from now, if things go bad, right. where people laugh at the idea of trusting what influencers right. had to say. Yeah, it's all we're already seeing some segment. Yeah, we, there was a, there was a there was a fun story. There was a creator who um, we were doing a deal with them for meal kit, meal delivery kit one, and there are meal delivery kits two, three, and four out in the marketplace, and literally um, right before we were about to go live, one of our people checked their channel. And they just done an integration for meal delivery kit two, and we also knew meal delivery <laughs> kit three was talking to them, and that was it. Like we cut the influencer. We're not working with them anymore because there's absolutely no way their audience is going to take what they do or say seriously. And that was that was a huge signal mm -hmm. to us. That's like, yeah. I mean, I think I think there's I think absolutely this is the greatest danger of the influencer space, um, bar bar none. When it's formulaic, when it's inauthentic, it's obvious. It's obvious when a creator doesn't give a rip about a product. Um, audiences know they're not stupid. And so the good ones, the good creators that are still going to continue to get brand deals are those that are really, really go to extraordinary lengths to be honest. <laughs> Outdated concept, but honest, to be honest and say, no, I legitimately like this brand. It's, it's not just because they're throwing dollars more. Or if it's like, hey, I didn't know anything about this brand. They approached me for a brand deal. I looked at the product and here's what I can, I can honestly say. Mm -hmm. Those who are doing that, um, are, are, they're going to continue to work regardless of whatever is happening in the bigger trends. Um, but that just might be a smaller world. So like our, yeah. our consistent appeal to creators, and it's odd because we're, you know, we're, we're constantly going to them saying, hey, are you interested in this brand? And like, while we want them to say yes, because we can get a deal done for our client, we also want them, if they're not, to say no, so that we, we keep that kind of authenticity. And the industry has to police itself here. It the really agencies does. have to police itself, the creators have to police themselves, um, be, because otherwise this is, you know, it, it's gonna it's gonna ultimately damage. And, and I think one of the the best parts of influencer marketing that a lot of brands shy away from is a nuanced endorsement because it, it, in when it comes to selling used cars, you will get more money for your used car if you show a picture in the ad of the scratch or the ding. Why? Because they're gonna trust that you're yeah, sharing everything with them. So if you're a brand. Let an influencer talk about something maybe they didn't like. So if we go back to your meal delivery kit, 
maybe the maybe the bread was like a little bit uh, darker than you than you care for, right? Like, well, that's okay. Some people have a range of preference. Some right. people want doughy bread. Some people want you know more like, harder Maybe, bread. Yeah, and, yeah. and it's fine, right? There's not right or wrong. But say like, yeah, hey, I didn't really care for this. Maybe I didn't care for this style. I didn't care for this feature on a product or a shirt or whatever it is. But overall, like, here's why I liked it and here's why it made my life better. That's that's pure gold. But too many times brands just become stuck in this mindset of no, we have to have it be positive. For my for my brand, and I think that's true overall because you don't want to pay for someone to trash your brand in most cases. But like having something be nuanced, I think is gold, and I'd, I'd love to see brands become more comfortable with more it. More yeah, yeah. Again, less less control, more trust, and then the creators have to be worthy of that trust. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Are, are there brands that you would point to that are doing a particularly good job in influencer that give us hope for the future of influencer marketing? Yes. For sure. Um, so I want to I want to break that into two categories. Um, one, who's being innovative in the space? Um, to that last point, okay. who's who's loosening the reins of control and trying to figure out how do we how do we genuinely come into this community and participate in it? Um, so on the innovation front is one, and then two, who's just consistently doing this well? Who's been a good player and a good partner to this entire ecosystem? Um, and they're doing right by creators, and they are, you know, they 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 scale. And it's not to say they're not innovative, but when I think of them, they're just consistent. Mm -hmm. They're consistently effective. They've come in in a big enough way that they're so clearly, you know, like the the the, the results of their campaigns are, are, you know, incontrovertible. So first, on the innovation side, um, I love what Grubhub's doing. Um, I love what Grubhub is willing to risk. I love what Grubhub is willing to try. Absolutely. Um, I love the commitment with which they bring to it where they, they, they come into a space and say, there is something here and we're going to stay until we figure it out. Mm -hmm. Not, we're going to dip our toe in and see what our pinky toe feels and then extrapolate that the rest of our body will feel that one. Like, right. they, no, they come in with an enormous amount of commitment. So what they've uh, done in the gaming space is, is really tremendous. And, there wasn't anyone there in that space. They came in and really owned the gaming yeah, space. Yeah, Grubhub was the first non-endemic brand to materially and meaningfully mm -hmm. come into the gaming space. And they very quickly expanded like, hey, we want to work with gamers. What's that look like? Well, all of a sudden working with gamers is working with uh, esports teams and it's working with esports leagues. And now it is streamers it's working with athletes, with yeah. streamers, with the athletes, with their social, and like, and you know, and then working with retired streamers. Like, there is an ecosystem here that they have come into, and yep. they've done it in a meaningful way. Anybody else on the innovative side that comes to mind? I, I think Fiverr's done a pretty good job of this. Mm -hmm. So Fiverr um, came into their first Super Bowl ad in February of 2021, yep. um, and they played off some uh, some pop culture things that were were happening, which really. Was spoke to their brand around innovation, and then they brought in big time creators across different genres. So someone from Shark Tank and someone from uh, the business and the finance and the real estate investing world, and amplified through those creators. And they, as part, they, they, they worked with Damon John. Right? Yeah, yeah, they worked with Damon John. They worked with Ryan Serhan, and they were advocating for other small businesses to be able to compete, to be able to boost and grow their business. Um, through some social contests. So that was really good. I think like being able to take something that was really good, like a well done, uh, really smartly um, designed Super Bowl ad and bringing big time influencers and, and amplifying it. That's that's great. Love that in innovation. What, what about the first bucket? So that's kind of more 
um, I don't even know the first second. The two buckets were the innovation, and then folks that have found influencer to be a really strong, consistent, steady piece of their marketing mix. What about that second bucket? Who's who's doing it well there? Yeah, yeah. I, I love I love what Cubico is doing. Um, they have they have consistently grown their presence in the influencer community. Um, and, and, you know, KiwiCo is perfect for it because obviously someone's kids can experience like magic on a monthly basis, right? So there's... It, so if you don't know KiwiCo, it's a monthly subscription service for kids' toys of a range of ages, yeah, like right? STEM, STEM boxes and it's all crafts and, you know, for a parent, it's a really wonderful opportunity to like, I'm going to spend a half hour with my kid, we're going to open this thing up, we're going to do this project together. And the time feels really... Um, it, it feels worthwhile. It feels meaningful. You're not, you know, just sitting in, in front of a screen together. Um, not, not that's bad, but this is better. Anyway, um, yeah. So KiwiCo, they've, they, you know, they've partnered with a whole bunch of different creators, and and they've and they've consistently grown, and they're just they're consistent. And there is like the creator community has embraced them. They love yeah, them. the they science, love and it's really around like science, and then parents, and they've continued to grow. They've been very conscious of their brand throughout yeah. all of this. So yep. yes, yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus, and yes, you can maintain your brand while running strong influencer programs yep. at scale. That's it's scale. I mean, like they've they've scaled significantly. Um, who else? Who would you pick for the? Uh, I would say Simply Safe has really gotten into the home security, the DIY segment. I mean, Simply Safe home security program um, that's do-it-yourself and they have the monthly uh, monitoring and they've really done a great job with outdoors segment, a sort of a male demographic, sort of Midwestern, like classic Midwestern male and they've just been doing it for, for years and it's consistent yeah. and, and it's working. it works. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. you, you don't buy a home security uh, system overnight. You know, it's, right. it's something that you generally are going to think about over time and they've done a great job of becoming that. Like, business that's always there and they market themselves as someone who is going to earn your business every single month and that really resonates with who they're partnering with from an influencer perspective. So I, I love that. So yeah. Yeah. And they've, yeah, they've been consistent and they've done so like what's interesting about them as well is like home security is not like an aspirational brand. I mean, this is, right. this is different. Like it's not going to change your life. It's one of those you know things that it's like, I probably should have it. And they've done a really, really good job of, of just that, that, Playing the consistency game, recognizing that creators aren't going to have a whole lot of new things to talk about because once you've set it up, it's kind of done. You don't have to worry about it or think about it anymore. Right. And yet, nevertheless, they've, 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 they've been consistent in that. And yeah, so I'm, I, I, I like, all right, anybody, is there anybody that we want to mention that's just kind of creating noise? Or maybe we save that for another video. Yeah, let's, let's save that yeah, for the, we'll the future. That. I think the, the key takeaways here are influencer marketing is here to stay. So, you know, given the fact that it's all about trust between an individual and an audience, right? And maybe that's gonna to continue to scale, that would be what I would predict, but what we know is that people are gonna to look to individuals that they trust for their recommendations for any purchase. That's that's gonna be, you know, that's gonna to happen to, to an infinity. Yep. Platforms are gonna you know, come, come and go. We don't really have a strong opinion on what the right platforms are gonna be for the audience in 2025, but there will be platforms that, mm -hmm. that, that connect along those lines. And good is going to continue to take on different forms, right? So what's good for brand A is going to not necessarily be good for, for brand B. So there's a lot of ways that you can have success in, in the future. I personally am going to I put myself out there. I think we're going to continue to see the convergence of UGC 
paid social and influencer, I just think you can get pieces of content that are going to work across so many different angles. Um, and, and I think that's going to be a huge um, a part of the influencer puzzle for the yeah. next four years. Yeah, and it's going to continue to be more effective. Yeah. Okay, well, hey, thanks for sticking around. We appreciate it. It's good to see you. Uh, follow us on all of our social, and we'll catch you next time. So long from Detroit. Thanks for listening to the Influencer Marketing Show. Don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe. For more info, visit our website at outloudgroup.com.